BVB Army, welcome back to our channel slash podcast, BVB Army Hearts to Hearts. My name is Ruth. And I'm Nicole. And we have an amazing fan with us today in this awesome episode. <laughs> I'm Sammy. I'm 21. And I've been a Blackfield fan for, I think, I want to say like a year and a half. So I'm a very recent fan. And for those of us who are watching and listening, um, Sammy actually was in one of our previous episodes last year when we did the Phantom Tomorrow Countdown when we had other fans. So we are happy to have her back on our show and slash podcast to finally hear her BBB story. So thank you again, Sammy, for cam- coming on. So of welcome, course. welcome back. Yes. So good to it be back. To I feel like I'm again. home. <laughs> Oh, thank you. As you guys, uh, for those of us who are watching and listening to our podcast, as you see from the title below, it's Sammy's BBB story. So just like previous episodes, we're going to ask her questions and just listen to her story. The first question is, how did you discover Black Veil Brides? Well, <laughs> in very uh, not Black Veil Brides universe, I was a very big Disney Channel fan as a child. <laughs> I was a big fan of Cameron Boyce who um, passed away a couple years ago. I saw that he was in a show called Paradise City. And I was like, you know, I really like, this is really sad. And I, you know, I want to see, you know, his, you know, last final works of art that he made. So I watched Paradise City and that's where I discovered Andy. I really like loved the singing in the, in the show. And I was like, this is really cool. Who is this guy? Not knowing that it was Remington's voice. Um, which I didn't find out until like way later. <laughs> but in any event, I looked up Andy, found Black Veil Brides and his solo project. From there, just like started listening to anything and everything that I could. And the rest is history. <laughs> nice. Nice. So you said you got in, discovered Andy from his solo project. Uh, which album did you first discover his We Don't Understand or the Ghost of Ohio one? I think I actually listened to In the End first because I looked him up and that was like the first song I think that popped up. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> I don't know why, but I never like put together that I would love like rock and metal music because I was always like, I like this melody and I like heavy guitars and I like you know, bass and I love breakdowns and stuff like that, but I never put together like that is kind of the rock and metal scene. And then I was like listening to, you know, the Black Veil discography and I'm like, this is everything that I love. Like, why the hell haven't I found this before? Uh, Yes. Rest in peace, Cameron. He was a wonderful actor and everything. And he did a wonderful performance in the Paradise City uh, series and stuff. Yeah. Sorry. I, 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 Ender is, of course, he slept <laughs> all the way until now, and now he's like freaking hyper. I know you get <gasps> Ender. Oh my god, I am so sorry. You oh, guys. you're good. <laughs> we'll start fresh now. <laughs> so, Sammy, out of all the Black Bride songs, which one is your favorite? Oh, that's a hard one. But I think like the song that I can listen to like on repeat is probably We Stitch These Wounds from the Restitch These Wounds album. That one I like, oh gosh, I don't know. Something about it. I think it's a like the perfect balance for me. Screaming and whatever. Yeah, probably that one. That's a good one too. I can't lie. The Restitch, Restitch These Wounds album. 
I mean, of course, you know, we all love the original, but the mm-hmm. remake, like the revamp of all those songs is absolutely incredible. I mean, they were done amazingly the first time, but it's like to have the second time done around. Mm-hmm. And of course, to have Lonnie on that track, of course, is incredible. And also Cece, because Sandra did the one mm-hmm. with the original. Cece finally Actually, got yeah, to do the Ruth, remake. You are 100% too. correct. Yeah, That's well, true. and it's also like they're the same songs. I mean, except for, you know, Mortician's Daughter, which, you know, Jinx did a yeah. beautiful like revamp of. I find it interesting that like in different moods, I'll listen to the same song, but from the different albums. Like sometimes I want the original Knives and Pens. And sometimes mm-hmm. like if I'm in a different mood, I want the restitch these wounds knives and pens version like it's it's like it's like not like an exclusive like I'm just listening to restitch or just restitch it's like like they're they're the same but sometimes like they're so different in that it's like different moods and stuff like that for sure you definitely keep them balanced Mm -hmm. all right so from your favorite song we now ask the toughie I'm always prepared here as you saw what mm-hmm. is your favorite album that they came out with? Oh my goodness. Um, I would have to say, I think The Phantom Tomorrow. It is like, it was Wretched and Divine because that was just like an absolute masterpiece. The amount of work that went into it, this story, everything was just so awesome. But The Phantom Tomorrow, I don't, I think like with the addition of Lonnie, and like how much fun they seem to have, like the happiness that they have as a band, I feel like really came through on the album. So every like song, like obviously has its own meaning to them and it has its own meaning to me. Um, but it also just, it represents kind of like the story, but also the duality of, I know that they were so happy making this and that makes me so happy. Like that brings me so much joy. So like, it's impossible to be like sad while I'm listening to that album, even Fall Eternal. Like, even though it's sometimes like it can be like a sad song in a way, I'm still like so happy listening to it, which is very like, (laughs) the duality of it makes me laugh sometimes. (laughs) I love that answer though. I know. And I think your spot, you nailed it because there are tears, but it's more like comfort and happy tears for this album. So, all right, Nicole, it is time for your signature question. (laughs) That's right. Are you ready, Sammy? Yes, I am ready. I must ask you, because I ask everyone this question. (laughs) You prefer, and you know, this this is going to be interesting too, because considering that you are a newer fan, do you prefer the original We Stitch These Wounds? Or the remake, restitch these wounds. Oh goodness! Um, it's like like I said before, it depends on the mood. You know, sometimes I'm like like when I want to scream into my pillow, I will listen to we stitch these wounds just because it's just like such a raw scream from Andy. But I'd have to say, like in terms of production and stuff like that, probably it would be restitch between the two. And I also like I don't know. I feel like I let other things influence me too when it comes to that kind of stuff because like you know listening to the band talk about research research these wounds kind of saying this is what we wanted it to sound like what we put out was really good for restitch but this was the original like when we envisioned these songs this is the one that like the versions kind of that we wanted to present to the world that definitely like has a little influence but mostly it's just jake's production is insane it's insane. And I'm just like blown away. I think Jake did an incredible job. I just feel like 
all of the band as a whole, they just keep progressing as the years go by. Yeah, I mean, on all of them, like their work ethic is just crazy. Like, you know, never being complacent. Like we can always do better. You know, we want to grow and evolve and keep making things that are true to us. It's so nice to see. With the remake of Ray We Stitch These Wounds, like I just remember listening to uh, their first song that they released, See Blasphemy, (laughs) crying so hard because like I think it just... At least for the fans who've been there from the start, it just brought like core memories of like, wow, it's really been 10 years since their first album. And like, mm-hmm. whoa, the growth and everything from what they produced from Restitch She's Been to Restitch, it's like, so. Well, and I think what separates, like what makes Blackville Brides so different from a lot of other bands, and, and I'm not trying to take away from any bands because I'm sure there are a lot of bands that do this, but Blackville Brides is always trying to find more ways to better themselves while you still have some bands that, you know, once they hit that peak, they're like, oh no, we don't, you know, we don't have to change. Like we're, we're top notch. We're good for Blackville Brides. They, Phantom Tomorrow is obviously legendary. It's phenomenal, but to them, they're still like, we can do better. We can do better than that. And I love that. They're always trying to outdo what they did last time. And I feel like not a lot of bands like or, or no. you know try to do those kinds of things. They're definitely pushing themselves, but at the same time, I like I don't get me wrong, Nicole. I 100% agree with that. Like they're trying to see what they can do better and everything and what they can improve and so on. But at the same time, in my eyes, in my opinion, and I, and I could be wrong, it's like they're also staying to who they are to their core mm-hmm. of like this is oh yeah where we started. This is our core. We're not going to lose that because obviously our fan base knows that and if we lose that then we lose who we are as a band and I I 100% agree with you I think they have to this day they have managed to stay true to who they are while continuing to progress Mm -hmm. to the top Mm -hmm. okay so you have concluded that the Phantom Tomorrow is your favorite album what are your thoughts on this beautiful album that they have produced um like, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how, how Andy's mind works in like building these worlds. Like after like becoming a Blackville fan, I don't know how other people make albums. I'm like, <laughs> do you just throw like a bunch of random songs onto like an album? Cause like in my mind, a concept album is like, it makes so much sense. Like every song has its part to play um in a story but it can also be listened to as a standalone and still give off a message so I'm like going back in like other albums that I enjoyed and I'm like did they just throw a bunch of random songs together <laughs> like like what is the core that's tying all of these songs together and I found that every album that I really enjoy has like a certain story to it even though it's not at like a concept record there is like an underlying theme or something like that that ties all of these songs together. I think that The Phantom Tomorrow, especially with the music videos being so well done, it's an album, but it's also like its own world. You know, you have the comic book, you have the music videos that kind of tell their own like condensed version. You have the album. It, it makes me so happy to listen to it, knowing they were happy making it. They were able to express creatively what they wanted to express. And it just makes me so excited for part two. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think we're all excited for part two. So I I hope they continue to do concept albums after the Phantom tomorrow, because Mm -hmm. I don't know why I do. I definitely agree with you, Sammy. I feel like concept albums are just, they're not like, they're so underrated. Mm -hmm. I feel not many bands do them. So when they, when you get that, when bands finally get the opportunity to create, oh my God. I just feel like it creates a whole new world. Am, am I the only one that feels that way? No, like <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, it's when Blackfoot Brides came out with Wretched and Divine. I was just like, when the first like intro, interlude, and everything, I was just like, I felt like I was part of that universe of the mm-hmm. Wild Ones, a Legion of Black, and I'm just like, it was like feelings I've never experienced because again, like with you, Sammy, I've listened to other albums too from other artists, and so after listening to Blackfold Brides, and especially after Wretched and Divine, I went back to some artists that I listened to in their albums. I'm like, they just put a bunch of songs together. Is there no story? I mean, don't get me wrong, the album's good, but. I mean, I like this song, but it doesn't correspond to this song. I'm like, Russian Divine, you go directly to this song and it makes sense. So I'm just like, yeah. my mind was blown when the concept album, especially when Russian Divine came out. So it's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I feel like even besides the Phantom Tomorrow and Wretched and Divine, all their other albums, despite them not being a concept album, they still, like, as you said, they still tell a story. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's a story that you make up in your own head, I mean, I feel, because I know every every song, you know, we all tra- uh, translate it differently in our brains, mm-hmm. you know? We all create this whole story in our head. So I just feel like even with their We Stitch and Set the World on Fire, Veil, et cetera, all the other ones, they all still tell a story to everyone. May not be the same one we all have, but that's what kind of makes it cool. It kind of reminds me of what Andy, you know, said about doing live shows and that like it's kind of an art form because every show is different and every show is unique. Um, even if you're, even if it's the exact same set list, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to yeah. move the same. Like you might take different, you know, breaks at different, you know, places. There might be a proposal at a show that makes yep. it unique, and it's like the purest art form for me. And it's just yes. like it's so. It's so cool to see. And also like with concept albums, anyone can do a concept album. It depends if it's good or not. I mean, we're all unique in our own ways. Like no one is like anyone else. And with his specific set of gifts that he has, I feel has given him the ability to do concept records, but also do them really well in that like thoroughly thinking out a story lyric wise, also making sure it makes sense, but also being able to, to have, you know, the lyrics correspond to the story but also be you know can be listened to as a standalone being able to do it and do it well is definitely the key and I think he does both (laughs) so Sammy off of the Phantom tomorrow we ask what is your favorite song off of there and if you can't pick just one we ask that you do a top three all right I'm gonna say um I'm gonna say born again but only because of my first initial reaction when I was doing like the hot topic listening party, I've never had this happen to me where I was, <laughs> I was squealing like a little girl. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I was, I was like, I had my pillow and I was squealing into it cause it was so good. But then I was like, I was forcing myself to stop because I couldn't hear the song over <laughs> myself. So I was like, it was <laughs> such an inhuman noise. And I was just like, 
starting and stopping because like there were you know the bridge and different parts of it and I had like such a visceral reaction to that song and it's still like it's still my favorite it's still I'm still waiting to see it live I really really hope that they um are gonna rotate that in for wake up but we'll see they have so many good songs and Jake was like yeah we made our set way too long yeah Yeah, so I'm gonna say born again it is a good song it that song is just yeah, it's a really good track. <laughs> and I do hope they do play it for you when you go to see them live because I know they're rotating that with Wake Up. I'm like, I don't know how people did it like without YouTube and stuff like that. I'm trying not to watch too many concert videos, but like at the same time, it's like, oh, I can't wait for it. And I really want to see what's going on. Like it brings an added level of joy, like to be able to see what happened on different nights. But Mm-hmm. That is true. Well, I was going to say, I know you don't want to watch them, but I mean, if you end up cracking and you break down <laughs> and you watch them, the mm-hmm. best part is, is when you go to your show, it's going to be different. Yeah. You know, they're going to, everything will be different. Mm-hmm. Energy is different. Like I cannot emphasize enough for those of us watching and listening. I even mentioned this on the last video of my vlog of my concert experience. The energy in this concert is insane like we have these three big bands and like they're rotating the lineups are not the same like it could be black bride's middle first or last and the crowd the fans for all bands it's in it's the energy is like insane like it's energy that you've never felt before and it's just amazing it's just amazing so i remember seeing i went my first black veil concert was the day after my 21st birthday last year in november i had never seen a mosh pit before i had never seen like <laughs> like crowd surfing because any concert that i've ever been to has been like a like a pop star or whatever and i was never near the pit i never like wanted to be there and i was like are those people fighting and i was like waiting to see like if security was gonna break it up and i was like oh that must be what a mosh pit <laughs> it was just, it was such a fun experience of like and especially like the venue that i went to it was a palladium um in worcester massachusetts and they were the way that it was set up was there was um the left and right decks so i was a like right above the pit to the side so super close to the stage and I could see everything happening below me in the pit, but I didn't have to be in there with the pushing and stuff, which is kind of nice. But it was just like, oh, it was so crazy. It was just like so much energy, so much energy. But I'm also really looking forward to seeing Lilisar. Mm, yes. I love her newest album. It's so good. And I'm like, I had been wanting to see her for so long and they announced and I was like, I was on my way to class and I literally stopped in the middle of the sidewalk and I'm like, no freaking way. <laughs> I will say hearing her live, like uh, Spokane Joe was the first time I've ever heard her live. And um, she is very talented. She has a very beautiful voice and her performance overall was just beautiful so you will enjoy her performance definitely so I know you've been a fan for a year or so with Blackville Brides mm-hmm. what has been your your favorite memory with them this could be through social media your first VIP experience so my first VIP experience was very fun it was the last you know the this previous tour and all I heard was someone say Andy is so tall and I was like okay like like and people were just like staring at them I just I found it very like funny yeah VIP was awesome watching because you know the last tour 
they came up and stood behind you while you took the photo. The first people to go didn't know that. Their reactions were very genuine. It was it was a really fun experience. But I have to say, I think uh, my favorite experience with the band has probably been interacting with Lonnie. I've done a couple um, video calls with him that he offers. And it's just like, it's so nice to see a person behind this big production that they put on and stage persona. Like I was talking uh, to Lonnie about this, that like, there's no book on like touring. I'm a very like, I'm a STEM major. I'm in college, you know, going into the healthcare field. There's no like book on touring. You know, like how tours work, what the different occupations are, like how things work, scheduling, um, all those things. So my favorite experience has really been being able to speak with someone who is in the band and also just learning about, you know, their lives and the industry that they work in. Nothing of the behind the scenes that, you know, goes into such a big, you know, production and tour. So, you know, it's been it's been really fun to get to know him, get to know the members. You know, Jake has his Twitch streams. Andy has the Andy show. So it's just, it's been really fun to get to know them as people and, you know, see the different sides of them, you know, what they put out on stage versus what they put out in their personal lives and how the two mix and how the two differ. So yeah, I've just been really enjoying, yeah, getting to know everyone. Well, I'm glad you've been able to talk to Lonnie in the Zoom calls and stuff. And Lonnie... I'm sure we're speaking for a lot of the BBB Army. We're hoping you have a nice and quick recovery of your broken leg and stuff. So we are sending nothing but love and vibes, good vibes to you, sir. And I definitely think that there should be a uh, book about touring because I feel that that would just for a lot of fans be very beneficial for fans to read if we're being honest, because, you know. I feel there is so much work that goes in so much planning, so much time that not a lot of people actually realize they -hmm. think a tour is as simple as, Oh, you just get to choose which dates, you know, what dates you want, what venues, like it's so Mm -hmm. not how it goes. There's so much time and effort that it takes to plan. So I can't lie. I would love to read that book. This should be a thing. Someone make it. (laughs) Preferably someone who has the knowledge, though. (laughs) The the books that are coming into my mind, it's like those, uh, I can't remember, it's like touring for dummies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, all of those, yes. All those type of books, it's like, this is Tour 101, the planning, the venues, the setup, the songs, Mm -hmm. the uh, stage setup, the stage takedown, the green rooms, the sacks, the tour bus scene, you know, everything. So Yeah, there's so much, there's so much in it. And it's just like, there's so many moving parts. And I didn't realize that until talking to a member of a band, especially like, you know, when fans are like, please come to, you know, so-and-so or whatever. Right. And it's like them saying, we don't have control over that. And I'm like, you don't? And it's like, no, they actually don't. There's promoters, there's local, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. There's, you know, national stuff. There's stuff with labels and stuff like that. It's, there's no, you know, real books on it um, that I found so far. It's hard to go to college for this, I feel like. Like, I feel like there's definitely is like music management in, like at different colleges, but I don't know how much stuff that you learn there actually translates into what the scene is now. And especially like, it definitely differs between like genres, like, you know, touring with a pop star is different than touring with a rock band, I feel like. 
True. It might be a safe assumption. I don't know. I think there's but, similarities, yeah. but I think there is a difference when it comes to any genre, like a, like a group like BVB to a solo artist like Billie mm-hmm. Eilish. I always felt like to get one of those like crew member jobs, I always felt you had to know somebody to get into that yeah. kind of field. As I feel like that's how it is nowadays. You always have to know someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like you're right, Sammy, like there's not much about torrent information and like, which I'm very grateful that Lonnie does behind the scenes on his YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. That way us fans can see like, oh, so that's when it kind of looks like to kind of live on the road a little bit and everything. And and you're right, Nicole, like you got to know someone too. I think like the closest to like classes, I guess, courses you can take for these type of things is like event planning, but that's just pretty much it though. So I want to know what else you would do for it, to be honest. Organization. That's all I know. You need organization, communication <laughs> skills. So yeah, exactly. And something I think that Lonnie answered in one of his YouTube videos was someone was like, you know, how do I become like a tech or something like that? And he's like, the more instruments that you can tech, the better your chances you know, if you have a guitar tech going up for a job versus a guitar and drum tech, you know, that can do both or guitar, you know, take care of Jinx's violin and guitar and stuff like that. That's definitely, I don't, I don't want to say more valuable, but it's like you have a broader skill set. Right. And I also think like, it's not just for like sound check and anything like with the guitars and drums. Uh, Because the friend who I went to, to the Spokane show, he took theater with me, but he took the tech courses. And so he was learning how to do the soundboard and the lighting. And I figured if you have that under your belt going into college or anything, helping with web planning, and you mentioned that if you're trying to get into a tour group, like you have experience with a soundboard, you have experience with the lighting. Great. We need that on tour because every soundboard can be different Mm -hmm. technology, lighting too. So we're like, how do we get this job? How do we get it? Please. Honestly, I just want to know like, so BBB, what can I do to like, um, I don't know, just be there to be your makeup artist <laughs> on the record, right? I know. I mean, I feel like that would make sense, you know, that cosmetology. Sense. That one's a bit easier, but you know. Right. So our next question is a bit of a deep question. So how has Black Phil Brides impacted your life? I think that I definitely found the band at the beginning of a period in my life where I was kind of questioning everything. Um, and just like having internal struggles um, with like liking this type of music, but also like I was raised Catholic. I am Catholic um, still to this day. So I was like, how can I like this and have this other thing that I identify as? I struggled with it for a while. And then I kind of realized that we find that like the songs that, you know, the band makes, have their own meetings to us like we kind of talked about that earlier um and I just found that the songs I could really make them mean something to me that and it, and it encapsulated both of those identities like a Black Veil fan and you know being some you know a religious person I like you know the theatricality of it and all that stuff so it kind of really helped me see it's okay to be open-minded it's okay to do research on things. It's okay to like different things and not, you know, judge yourself for those things. And I definitely feel like I never really had friends that liked the same music as I did. I'm an only child. 
my parents gave me most of their musical taste, which is mostly country. Um, so <laughs> none of <laughs> none of my friends really enjoyed that kind of music. And then just like getting on social media more and, you know, being in quarantine, doing courses at home, it really, the music really helped me through that and also opened my eyes to all of this, all of, you know, these friends that I've made through the BBB army. They just brought so much joy, like, you know, seeing Cassidy's artwork is incredible. Just like, I never knew that people that were that talented existed. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, like just blew my mind, all the fans that I've met. And it really, like, I found a sense of home that I was kind of missing at that point in my life. The band's music helped me. And then being able to like see them as people, the Andy show really helped me too. get some humor when the news was very bad. And it was just like so fun to, you know, watch old episodes. It just, it brought me a lot of joy and like conviction. And I feel like that's the only way that you grow as a person is kind of going through those trials and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's beautiful. I I love the fact that Black Girl Brides was able, the, I just like the fact that you were able to connect with Black Girl Brides on mm-hmm. that level and they were able to, you know, kind of sh- help you branch out and find, um, you know, to kind of, I guess the musical taste, what I'm trying to say really, like the mm-hmm. fact that they were able to you were branching out and able to look at different genres of music and not even that, but you made new friends. And I think that's, what's most incredible. And as you said, you found a home and that's what the BBB army is all about. Yes. And that just warms my heart because time after time, going to continue saying it, BBB is family. (laughs) I think you're the first one that's actually say, I'm home. This is home. And it just warms my heart so much. It's like, I just want to give you a hug because like- I, know. I know well like it was just like I had never felt it like felt that kind of like unconditional like support before in like that kind of context like I remember like seeing you know Ruth your TikToks and I messaged Ruth on Instagram I'm going to my first BVB show and I don't know what to bring and I don't know if this is okay like can we like find a time to like video chat and Ruth didn't know me at all. It was just like, sure. Like, you know, like, we'll find a time. And like we did. And it was just like, like, wow. Like someone was like willing to take time out of their day to talk to me about this like band and this concert and like, like had the same amount of love for it. And then also like Chris, like mm-hmm. Chris is awesome. I was trying, like, I'm, I, I'm somewhat of a football fan. Um, <laughs> and I was trying, trying to listen to the Orange Nanny Black podcast because I was starting to get into football more and like Chris was so helpful like you know was trying to help me find it because I couldn't find it because I'm not really technologically literate yeah he's just been so supportive and stuff like that on Twitter and you know tweeting updates and all those things and to see like a parent like so invested like that was just something so beautiful to me so it really it like it feels like a family like you know you get I think Ruth you coined the term like bbb dad yes like he's all of our fathers chris you are bbb dad that is your official title you are yes Yes, it's official but it's just like it but it really felt like that like it really felt like i had found another father and like sisters and brothers and you know other friends like 
I agree with you a hundred percent with that statement. Like Chris is BBB dad. I have a BBB mom. I consider Nicole mm-hmm. my BBB sister, like close yeah. sister and everything. And like all the other mm-hmm. fans and brothers too. Like it's family. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sammy, do you have by chance any Blackville Bride tattoos or do you have the Blackville Bride tattoos that you're wanting to get in the future? Yeah, so I don't have any tattoos actually right now. Okay. I am, <laughs> yes, I am completely uninked right now. I've been thinking about getting one. Uh, the rule that a friend gave me was you have to want it for a year mm-hmm. at least, be mm-hmm. thinking about it. Um, especially like my first one. Like I feel like after my first one, like when I know what to expect and all that stuff, maybe a little bit quicker. Um, <laughs> but I'm also like trying to figure out placement. And stuff like that. I do want a BVB tattoo. Um, yeah, shoulders. I really want one like on my wrists and stuff like uh, that. That's a good spot. But I'm also like, like I'm going into the healthcare field and I know they're getting better about it, but like my dad, my dad has one on his shoulder. <laughs> it's Bugs Bunny eating a carrot, which is so funny to me. He got it when he was like 18. I, I really want one on my wrist, but I'm also like kind of like, I know it's getting better in terms of like workplace Mm-hmm. you know like do will I have to wear long sleeves every single day like as long as it's not anything like offensive you know can I can it be out so that's something I'm kind of wrestling with but I do definitely want one I'm thinking probably lyrics but I also kind of want to get like just this small um logo I'm thinking about multiple I just haven't gotten them done yet <laughs> first one's always tricky because it's your first one <laughs> yeah first one's sure. always the scariest too Yes. Nicole, your first one was the Lost It All lyrics or was that something else? Yeah, my first tattoo was the Lost It All lyrics right. <laughs> on my back of my right shoulder. <laughs> I was terrified. Ran, I literally hopped off the chair and my, the tattoo artist had to chase me around the room because I was pretty terrified. I was like, you're not going to tattoo me today. She finally sat me down and she's like, look, let me just do the last word. She's like, and if, you, if it's too painful, it would just be an S. And man, let me tell you, like 50 tattoos later, <laughs> I'm addicted. I had a similar experience. I didn't run away like Nicole did. So I, uh, I, You're braver I, than me. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think I even have a photo somewhere on my Facebook, but um, my first one was this one with the lost it all tattoo lyrics and everything I wanted that since I was 16 so more than a year so I got it for my 21st birthday why not you know I was nervous they put the stencil on they're getting machine ready (laughs) and as soon as the needle hit I don't know what to expect I I really did I did so much research to like what to do before the day before hydrate eat everything and then I heard the pain here is not that bad tattoo hit I had like I have the photo I would have to insert it here (laughs) but uh, it's like my eyes my face was like I was like, I wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that when I got it. <laughs> I know it's one of those where you're just like, that's actually not bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I think the best way to describe a way a tattoo feels in my personal opinion is if you ever have had a sunburn and if you've ever had a dog or a cat scratch the sunburn, that's like the equivalent to what a tattoo feels like. But I will say this I think the most annoying part about a tattoo is the itching. Oh, thank you. You have to smack it. I was just like, whack. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to scratch it. You're smacking yourself. Like, stop. It's so annoying. Like, it's like, 
you, you know, you can't scratch it, but you really want to. So I, I end up like smacking it or I've heard it hacked. I don't know if it really works though. It's like scratching around it, but it's just like so, a concert. So you've only been to one, correct? Yeah. Yes. So yep. how was, how was that concert for you for the in-between tour? <laughs> that concert was great. I, um, unfortunately I was like, like sick that weekend. Like I, um, I've always had like a sensitive stomach and it was like my 21st birthday on Saturday and I spent pretty much the whole day in bed and I was like you know what I don't I don't care I'm going to this concert on Sunday so I went and it was like it was so cool like dead was amazing I brought a friend with me you know I had VIP so I got to meet them I got have you you've been to Claire's do you know oh god (laughs) yes So I went to Claire's and got like these really cool like lace gloves and Lonnie had like almost a matching pair like mine just like stopped at my wrists and his went all the way up to his arm. So we were like matching and we we kind of planned it that way because I told him which date I was coming to and that you know he had seen me wear them before so it was kind of fun he was like I saw the gloves because I like you had the masks on and he like he said my name and I was like did you how do you and he's like I he's like I see the gloves and I was like oh so that was really fun yeah like I said I was I was up on the um the deck overlooking the pit like like I feel like I could have almost touched like the stage like it was so close obviously the speaker was right there so I was off to the side but it was really really cool was able to you know make eye contact with the guys it was you know it was just like, it was all of the being close and none of the like, like getting kicked in the head from a crowd surfer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a really good like first experience just because the hotel that I was staying at was like right across the street. So I didn't really have to drive anywhere. And I felt like very safe. It was a little bit after Astro World, and Andy oh. made a point to stop and say, everybody like look after each other because like the crowd surfing was insane there was moshing like kind of under where I was and he was like we don't need anything dangerous happening like look after each other and I just appreciate that like because I know that the theatrical show that the band likes to put on is so important to them um and I enjoy it too but recognizing the importance and severity of safety and kind of taking a second to say hey like, this is fun and this is great, but make sure like you're taking care of each other and, you know, making sure everyone's safe. I really, really appreciated that from him. Well, I'm happy that it went well for you, yes. especially for your first Blackville Bride concert. And I'm happy you were with someone and not by yourself. So that's always a yeah. plus there. <laughs> I am. I think I'm going to this upcoming one alone, but I'm kind of excited because like last time I had made a couple friends in line, but I was scared like not scared but like I didn't want to like make my other friend feel like I was ditching them like this time I kind of have the freedom to like make a concert friend and like like stick with them almost kind of I like that I you know I feel that I need to go to one of these days I'm gonna have to I'm just telling you guys now it's not gonna happen but (laughs) I would like to try to go to a concert by myself because I'm always going with someone whether that's like my mom I've never gone with like a friend to be honest, I've only gone with my mom or my husband 
And I've always been, because I'm with them, I feel the same way. I don't want them to them to feel like a, like their third wheel. Cause I'm interacting with someone right. else. So I always try to just stick within my bubble and I'm just shy anyway. So the chances of me getting up to talk to someone are rare, but I feel like if I were to go by myself, it would be the same way. I'd be able to approach people and make more friends. That's happened to me because most of the Black Bob Rides concerts, I've gone by myself just due to no one wanting to go or, or let alone be in a mosh pit or barricade or whatever, light up early in line. At the Resurrection tour, I ran into some people in Seattle and we just became concert buddies. Like we met up for Andy Black and the Ghost of Ohio tour, the in-between tour and this recent one, T- Trinity Day of Terror. Like we are concert buddies. Like we ask each other, like, are you guys in line? It's like, yeah, come over, we're here. And so we just let each other kind of, you know, cut in line uh we happen to be in barricade for the trinity of terror and it's just awesome because you have those buddies now because you've met them before and you've seen them in Mm -hmm. previous concerts so yeah i think it's gonna be really fun to go by myself and find someone that's as excited as i am if you think about it even if you do go by yourself you're still technically not alone you have all those fans there that mm-hmm. I'm sure any one of those people are willing to be friends with any person that just speaks to them. Yeah. Because as long as you have the same band in common, you <laughs> guys are going to have a good conversation. Oh yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to be at the Wallingford, Connecticut show. So if anyone is watching this and going to that show and you see me say hi, because more than likely I am going to be nervous, but trying to be social. <laughs> Yeah, come say hi if you see me. I would love to talk to people. So out of all of the Blackfoot Bride eras, which one is your favorite? <laughs> you could thank Cassidy for this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Cassidy. Honestly, like The Phantom Tomorrow is my favorite album, but like my favorite era in terms of like looks and stuff is Wretched and Divine. Um, just because it was so like creative, bringing it back kind of with Lonnie's you know, Redeemer jacket now. And like, dude, my heart, when I saw that was just like, so happy, like so happy. Like, I just, I couldn't even like, it was like full circle moment. I can only imagine like the warmth in my heart that I would have felt like if I had been a fan since when Wretched Divine came out and to see that just like seeing all of them with their their wretched divine legion and black names the titles mm-hmm. that they had back on their jackets i'm just like here i'm like freaking out I was like you're bringing mm-hmm. divine with the phantom tomorrow i'm living for this and my spit my wheels are like spinning here and gears are thinking like is this a hint to conspiracy theories of the wretched divine universe connecting correspondence to the fandom tomorrow universe black bow brides i mean why else would you be bringing your titles back from wretched divine i'm just saying i'm just saying well and also shadows rise and shadows die Mm -hmm, exactly they're they're already connected to bring them back the vest imagine incorporating red into that i so they have like a whole black and red theme going oh my gosh Killer. I will be dead if I see that. I will be lying <laughs> on the ground with my face down and be like, I can die happy now. Thank you. <laughs> like to have like the two like intertwine like that, even just like, you know, shadows, shadows rise and shadows die and, you know, bringing back their names. It just, it reminds me of like how epic the Wretched and Divine is 
and how epic the fandom tomorrow is and just like like just so excited for the continuation of the story and also the um what's it called the part two because I know that um like Cece's all-time favorite Black Whale song is on part two like and I just I can't wait to hear it oh I'm excited what what (gasps) What? So how has been your experience with the BBB army overall, Sammy? I have not had a negative experience. I have really met a lot of awesome people, especially like in Jake's Twitch stream. You know, everyone that's been there, almost everyone is a Blackville fan. And it's just like, it's been so nice to get to know people. And obviously like getting to know people through this show and podcast and stuff like that. I've been talking to Catherine a lot. <laughs> I love her like Twitter updates. They're just like the best. I really haven't had a negative experience. It's just been welcome home. No judgment. Like we share this in common. We can talk about the thing we share in common or I can just listen to you. And if you're having a tough time or you need someone to talk to, like just shoot me a message. And it's like, I'd never really had an experience like that before. It's just been so nice to like know that that was there if I ever needed it. Nice. Well, I'm glad. The biggest reason why the BBB army is number one. Yes. I'm happy that you haven't had any negative experience in which I hope you never do. So the last question that we have though, for you today was if you have any questions for me or Ruth that be, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be Blackfoot Brides related at all. I had one. So I wasn't able to get, um, a copy of the comic book and I've been so curious, um, so I wasn't sure because I think by now everyone's probably gotten their copy. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. We really hope so. They should by now. Gosh. So I remember watching the um, the videos and, you know, Scarlet Cross Andy had his blonde hair and mm-hmm. Scarlet had her dark hair. And then they flip-flopped in um, Fields of Bone. Fields of Bone. And he said that there was a story reason why he switched you know, like it, it had a meaning in the story why his was blonde and hers was dark and then they switched and hers was blonde and he was dark. I couldn't find like why, like like what that had with the story and I wasn't sure if it was in the comic book or not. I don't recall I don't... anything about her hair or anything. In the comic, she has brunette hair. So like in yeah. um, Scarlet Maybe it's Cross. in like the second issue? maybe because that's what i was actually wondering i'm like maybe it's going to be the second issue where we start to find more information this got introduced to her i mean i I don't know if this really counts to her as blonde but like in this page like the third page here when dennis is showing um i mean not don dennis um (laughs) dennis is blackboard uh what's his name again scarlet's father showing a photo to dennis and it looks like air i don't know how long maybe she has blonde hair but that could just be like a color choice or something or filter or reflection so mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't really say so maybe in the second issue <laughs> okay I just wasn't sure I'm just well, like so curious there are some parts where I don't know if you'll be able to see it but like her hair looks red too yeah <laughs> right here it's like all, all it's and it, that's I think that's what's kind of fun about comic books though <laughs> is yeah. the attend the, the, the amount of detail that they put in but like the color swaps are mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. cool i think if andy does says in the story i feel like once we get some more backstory of scarlet 
will perhaps know mm-hmm. about perhaps mm-hmm. a color change or something so mm-hmm. and you said you didn't have a you don't have the copy of the phantom tomorrow <gasps> oh not okay. the comic book not the comic book um no so no go ahead I feel like I know what you're gonna say so go for it I I, I, I was just gonna say if you don't have it they are selling some in the merch table at the concert that's what I was gonna say so perfect so, honestly just, just get one because they are selling them in the merch booth there okay yes. no, for I, anyone I was, watching yeah yes. if you're if you don't if you didn't get the chance to order one selling it, in the merch it booth. grab it mm-hmm. you can have it physically in your hand and read it while you wait <laughs> I feel like that will be like the only other chance you guys will have besides someone selling it on like Depop or Etsy. I don't know. But price, but yeah. <laughs> All right, BBB Army. It is the time of the episode where we do the fan shout out. So the this today's episode's fan shout out goes to we apologize in advance if we butcher it. Sorry. <laughs> so, at least on Twitter, her username is at Allie Mew? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> she was actually the fan that I ran into in the Spokane show. You saw a glimpse of her in the my vlog. And she's recently new to BBB2. And for, uh, from talking to her from the concert and just overall from social media, I can tell she very is in love with BBB and all the hard work. Big fan of Lonnie Eagleton. She actually, I, I don't think I even got it. Oh yeah, I did in the vlog. She got us a little stuff, um, Labradoodle plushie for Lonnie to represent Mila for him. So it was very sweet of her to do. So fan shout out goes to you. You're amazing. And- Sammy, would you like to say anything to the fans or to the band here before we wrap up here? Yeah, I just think I want to say, you know, thank you for being so welcoming. Uh, and I've just been, you know, had so much fun getting to know everyone. I will be at the Connecticut show on the Trinidad Tour Tour. If you see me, come say hi. If anyone wants to reach out to me with questions or anything like that, I am still still fairly new, but I would love to talk to anyone that wants to talk about BBB or just life in general. I'm sure my stuff will be in the bio. Bio, um, yes. You have an Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. And anything else? TikTok, Not right? really. Wait, what? No TikTok? I have a TikTok. It's, I do post BBB stuff there. So yeah, I have a TikTok too. All right, so I TikTok men too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Sammy, for coming on back on our show and sharing your BBB story. We definitely enjoyed listening to it and your experience of everything BBB related. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. I had a blast. We will definitely post all of your social media links down below. So BBB Army, go follow her if you want to talk to her please talk to her she's such a sweetheart and everything so <laughs> yes you are so kind really mm-hmm. I feel like everyone should be as kind as you Sam I know you are you're you are there's enough hate in the world facts <laughs> there's no need to add more why would you ever do that mm-hmm. I'm right it's funner to be kind it is and you feel better like Andy says we learn from all of your hate mm. we learned we don't hate yeah. all right BBB army Thank you for watching our episode. For those of us who are listening to our podcast, thank you for listening to it. Remember, you can find all of our social media links down below. You can find Nicole and I's social media accounts down below with Sammy's. Go follow us on our Twitter account and listen to and watch our past episodes here and there. Cards are here, there. I don't know where. 
and we will be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. So we will see you later, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.